Hi guys, welcome or welcome back to our podcast. My name is Monica, and this is a podcast I've been meaning to watch that. And we are joined by our lovely co-host Glenn. Say hi, hey Glenn. Y'all. Hi guys. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I'm glad to be here. Hi. I love it here. So, <laughs> uh, so we are going to get started. Also, I'm gonna start uh, live streaming right now because I just figured out that like you can't have two. Your camera can't be accessed by like two focus points. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna go live and then we're gonna get started with this. And I have to change it to talk show. Talk talk shows and podcasts, I think it is. Yeah, talk shows and podcasts. Awesome. And guys, today is a very wonderful, exciting day because we plan on talking about Eternals, but this is just turning into our Disney Day yeah. podcast. Yeah, where we're gonna yeah. be talking about all of the new stuff that Marvel and Disney have planned for us that we cannot wait to see coming up in phase four of the MCU and phase five as well, coming out with all these new things. So usually we do start with um, Can't Wait to Watch, which is a list of the stuff that we can't wait to see coming out soon in theaters. But really we could just bring that right into like the Disney stuff and just talk about the Disney stuff that we can't wait to see. Mm -hmm. Okay. There is so much coming out that I cannot wait to see. A lot of it is speculation because Marvel likes to keep things under wraps. And we love that for them. We love the secrecy. You know, we love little deals and fan theories oh, are my favorite theories. Because usually fan theories end up being more interesting than what actually happens. So I'm all down to like look into fan theories. There are like 110 things coming out in Marvel. They have 20 superheroes. And I'm so excited and stoked. I have a lot of things I'm excited for. There are a lot of things I'm kind of hesitant towards. There are a lot of things I'm anticipating. And I have a lot of hope for certain titles. And some titles like you just you can't drop the ball. Like you can't drop the ball with me. Like you can't do it. Like I'm a Marvel fan. I will watch basically any and every Marvel movie, but don't get my hopes up for something and then have it, you know, not meet my standards. I'm not a very, I'm not a very picky person when it comes to movies. If a movie is good, if it keeps me entertained and I'm not even worried about the runtime when I'm watching the movie, it's all good in my book. You know, I don't really analyze deeply like think about movies critically that often. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But because of Marvel movies, I don't, because if I look too closely, I don't like it. And I don't need another one of my comfort things taken away from me. They already take a supernatural away from me and I can't have another thing. I can't, I need one hyperfixation in my life. You know what I mean? Just one at a time. But we're very excited to talk about it. And of course, if you are a Marvel fan as well, you know the struggle of going on to like Screen Rant, Variety, uh, Entertainment Weekly, going on comicbooks.com, all these different websites that tease these things happening in Marvel and have all these rumors. And you know, you need to back up your sources. You need to cite your sources. And it's hard to do that a lot of times when they go off insider information. And oftentimes it's just like clickbait people in the headlines and then they like put a really popular person in the thumbnail of their article to try and like bring people the clickbait oh my gosh Mm -hmm. the clickbait in the Mm -hmm. mcu world is unmatched Mm -hmm. i hate it absolutely hate it despise it 110 it is irritating to say the least yeah but it's almost impossible to find an honest article um Mm -hmm. about the mcu anymore yeah yeah it is i mean but um, how about you start with the I can't wait to watch. What are you looking forward to from Disney Day? What stuck out to you the most? The thing that definitely stuck out to me from Disney Day, 110% 
has to be um, Ironheart. I knew she was gonna be introduced in the MCU. I knew she was coming. I knew what was happening. I saw it like with um, with Iron Man basically passing away. People automatically assumed it would be Tom Holland's Spider Man who's going to lead the Avengers, especially with like young Avengers possibly. And like new Avengers obviously happening now that like a lot of the original Avengers are gone. And like I think Thor and Hulk are the only original Avengers that we still have within phase four. But I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew Ironheart was coming. I knew she was coming. And I think that she's going to be appearing in the Armor Wars, which I believe is being led by Homeboy Don Cheeto. And I want to know why, why is it that, um, like Don Cheeto being in the MCU for as long as uh, as Robert Downey Jr. Where is his solo movie? Like I hope the Iron Wars really does get into like you know the origination, the origin of our man's story, War Machine story. You know what I mean? Don Cheeto has been collecting these Marvel checks, and he deserves the big check, the big check. And honestly, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with like the Marvel like TV shows. I sincerely enjoyed them. I love them a lot. Oh, Marvel TV shows! Happens. Marvel TV shows are starting to take the place of like my favorite Marvel properties because they do so much with them. Like after WandaVision and Loki, I'm like, I'm sold. I'm sold. Now, being said, said, saying that, still not sold on Hawkeye. Yeah. Still not sold on Hawkeye. You can't convince me. You cannot convince me. Yeah. I saw the red carpet or whatever, the premiere, like all the picture. Can't convince me. I love Haley Steinfeld. I think she's an awesome actress. She's a great singer. She stays in her lane. She lives her life. And she's great. Like, she is all around amazing. But, you know, I understand that like the Hawkeye series is possibly like Hawkeye's farewell and send off and like him training his daughter to him not knowing this, but training her to basically take up the mantle of Hawkeye because we all know that Florence is coming for that ass and Florence um, is going to take him out because Miss Hydra said, babe, let's get it going. Um, It better be where he leaves. How can, how can you justify in this day and age how can you justify Hawkeye still being alive and also still being important to the MCU? What? What? No. What value does he bring? What value does he bring? What he, he brings he negative bring? value. In fact, I can say, like, that's like just me joking. People are less likely to watch something knowing that Hawkeye is like a star of it. It literally brings negative value into the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I'm excited for... Miss um, Kate Bishop. I'm excited for Echo too, because I believe that she's going to be introduced into the show as well. And the actress who plays her looks pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited to see that. I am also very excited for Echo. Um, of course, I'm excited for, just because it's it's the second one, I'm very excited for Across the Spider-Verse. Um, oh my goodness. Because seeing Miles Morales more, seeing... Um, just more of that animation style in general is absolutely amazing. So any excuse to see more of that. Yes. And also her being the adoptive daughter of Kingpin and uh, Matthew Murdoch possibly being in Spider-Man. Daredevil mm-hmm. is coming back. I love Daredevil so much. The Marvel Netflix shows were so good. 
Except uh, the one with the white boy. Y'all can cut that. Um, I don't know what that was. That Iron Fist or whatever. Iron Fist. Yeah. The white boy. He was the mm-hmm. billionaire. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he. I never watched it. I never watched it. I never watched it. However, I am excited because if they bring. Because they have Kingpin. And if Kingpin exists, then you can argue, obviously, that Matthew Murdoch exists. And if yep. Matthew Murdoch exists, then we can argue that Jessica Jones exists. And I would love because one, she's already established. Like any, I don't even have to say real Marvel fan. Any Marvel fan just in general is at least aware of Jessica Jones. She has mm-hmm. three seasons of a TV show that are all like dark and gritty. Like we already know the exact tone that her and that um, Daredevil bring. So they don't have mm-hmm. to worry about building stuff up. They could like yeah. jump from like a midpoint. So we don't have to learn their backstory because we only have three seasons to learn their backstory. You can go back and watch that. Jump us in the middle of like a crime mystery with them working mm-hmm. together. We'll fill in the rest yeah. of the pieces later. Give us that dark gritty Marvel in a movie form. That would be so cool. I am so excited and I truly like the Defenders, they're all right. You know, that show, it wasn't like perfect, but it was all right for what they did with what they yeah. did. And I I really do want to see Matt. I feel like this might be like a fan edit. This may not be confirmed, but I do think that Matthew Murdoch is going to be in the Spider-Man movie, like defending Spider-Man. I'm not entirely sure. That was probably spread by the rumor mill, but... I really want to see it happen. I wouldn't like, be complaining for real. I and wouldn't be a, upset. No. Mm-hmm. And there was supposed to be, um, and Marvel was supposed to make a new Netflix show with Colleen Wing and uh, Misty Knight. It was called The Daughters of the Dragon. And it was going to be like their duo. And it was supposed to be on Netflix. The spinoff was considered, but I don't think they ever like really went forward with it because Marvel eventually pulled the shows off of Netflix. But... If we bring it back, we need to bring it back. Like, I would love to see it. I, mm. I would love to see it. Pretty please. Thank you very much. Marvel, I know you're listening. Like, yeah, Marvel. We I, need to make this happen. I'm okay? very well aware that you're listening. I, there's, there's literally mm. so much. There is so much that we can talk about. Uh, I guess staying in the, the superhero realm. So we obviously talked about, like, Echo. Iron, what is uh, a, Echo and Hawkeye? Echo and Hawkeye? Echo, the new character in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about her. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about, like, She-Hulk yeah. and Moon Knight? Because I think that those are the ones that come in, like, the closest. But, oh, and Miss Marvel. I, yeah, I'm very excited for She-Hulk. Like, Megan Thee Stallion is going to be playing herself, as mm-hmm. she should. As she should. Who uh, else did she play? Did you think of a bad character? I mean, <laughs> also, I mean, Megan Thee Stallion canonically being in the MCU. Same That's with Lizzo! The same with Lizzo! Yeah, okay. I was about to bring that up too. Eternals. Ah, that was yeah. arguably the best part of all of Eternals. That Not necessarily adorable. the seed, but just like confirmed that Lizzo mm-hmm. is a part of the MCU. Listen, listen. If Black Panther 2, if it, there's not an end credit scene at a Lizzo concert and I don't see SZA in the background, I'm going to be upset. All right, y'all gotta set, y'all run her her check. Yeah, y'all run her, her, check. her check. For real. Give her her thirty seconds of screen time. You know the Give fans will die. Give her her cameo. You know the fans will die. Give her her cameo and put Doja Cat in there too, please. Can we just, yeah, just grab all of them. Wow, Dabala. Get Chloe and Haley too. 
Bring them in there. Yeah, we, we got Chloe Haley, we have Doja Cat, SZA, we have Lizzo, mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion. Ari Lennox, Say you know we, what it is. Just grab all the girls. See if, okay, see if oh. Rihanna can can make a guest appearance yeah. as well. Because if Rihanna's going to be in it, then everyone's going to be there. You know what, true, true. Just, just tell everyone that Beyonce is going to be at the scene. They'll all clear their schedules. Uh-huh. They'll all yeah. clear their schedules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I am excited for She-Hulk, especially with Tusk. Tatiana Maslany mm-hmm. being in the show because she was amazing in Orphan Black. I was obsessed with that show. There are some things about Orphan Black we could talk about at another time, but I love the show down. The fact that she played five people for like six seasons is yeah. crazy to me. And then there was the, I think an audiobook kind of like sequel to it. I haven't gotten into the audiobook sequel, but the show was dope as heck. And I'm happy that Bruce Banner is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I find, like, the plot, not going to lie, a little convoluted for, like, Marvel stories. Because, like, she needed the blood transfusion and Bruce Banner's the only person there, even though people know that he turns into a raging green monster. So, like, why would you use his blood? You're at a hospital? Did y'all run out of blood? I don't know. But she's green, she's angry, and she smashed the buildings. And I can't wait to see it. I don't really know that much about Moon Knight, to be honest. Moon Knight, um, frick. I did do some research on Moon Knight, but not enough i don't think yeah i know very little moon knight's probably like the one they announced i know the least about moon knight he deals with uh did and i think he's connected to like a spiritual deity of some kind in a way um don't know that much else about him i don't know if there's like i think the person who is meant to play him in the show coming up is uh uh our boy oscar Isaac, as his name, right? Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. I really hope I got that right. My king, my beautiful, yeah, Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to see him. It's going to be interesting to see him because I think Moon Knight also deals with Kang, the Conqueror, who's going yeah. to be in Ant-Man Quantumania in 2023. And he was also introduced into Loki, the series, mm-hmm. which is going to be pretty dope. And also, I'd say Kang, I think he's going to be a very interesting villain you know, he's very, like, grandiose, like, he's, like, very laid back, he's, like, the charismatic villain, and Jonathan Walters, Waters, Waters, John, who plays him, amazing actor, phenomenal mm. actor, so great, extremely handsome, I can't wait to see it, ah, and I want to see his deviants, too, I want to see his female deviants, because if he does, I want to see them, I want to see them, and I want Asia Naomi King to play a deviant so badly, because y'all already got Tiona Paris, so I know mm-hmm. you're looking out for the girls. Mm-hmm. So Asia, when is her call? When y'all gotta call her up? I know she's a mom, but she could get a babysitter. You know what I mean, Asia? Absolutely. It's time to go. Okay. No, it's time to go to work, babe. This is important, okay? We need her here. Yes, we need her. Call her in. Drop her the line. Let her know. It's time to go, babes. It's time to get it on and going. Yes. Just send her the check, honestly. <laughs> Just send her the secret email with the secret link to the Zoom call and everything like that. You already know what it is. Marvel, we know what you do, all right? Come on. Just move it. Keep it going. Yes. And there's a lot to learn about Moon Knight. I think that, like, I am very, very glad that that way we can take the time to learn about them and discover new things about them. And y'all need to stop making these episodes 30 minutes long. They need to be an hour long. I don't care. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They like shaking in our face. They like bragging. They like dangling the little carrot in front of us. They aren't going to change it. The episodes will be 40 minutes long on Disney Plus and there's like seven minutes of credits. Yeah. Which I watch all the way through because like you got to give the people their due because they worked hard on the show. But can we please get like a little extra, please? 
there's like a little more y'all can't be putting six episodes in one season and I get 35 minutes of runtime that's not enough <laughs> like I need you need to let it breathe baby come on let it cook let it simmer you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm very excited <clears throat> oh, that was, wait a second. <clears throat> I think that I, was the biggest lie, not the biggest lie, but one of the biggest lies I've ever been told by like one of those like Marvel gossip columns or whatever. When WandaVision was airing, they said the last two episodes were both going to be an hour. Those last mm-hmm. two episodes were not hours. <laughs> like it was everywhere. Like it was like so I was widespread. Too. It was so widespread that I thought like that Marvel Studios had like officially released it because everyone knew. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, the last two episodes are going to be an mm-hmm. hour. Like, it was just, like, a common fact. That was a common lie, actually. Um, I got my heart broken because I was ready for two hour-long episodes. And what I got were two 32-minute episodes. Yeah. Why would you do this to us? Yeah. Like, like these wh- these websites are insidious. What have we ever done to you? These websites are insidious. These websites are the I next know. big bad of the MCU. They really are. They really don't have any kind of chill. Or any kind of like y'all are just mm-mm, no, absolutely not. Hold on one second. I have to. I forgot that I was streaming, so I had to. <laughs> I forgot I was streaming, so I had to do. Okay, first, second of all, hi Heather, welcome to the stream. Uh, Heather Gemini, he's a dirtier friend of mine. They do like tarot readings on Twitch, so I'm just gonna shout them out real quick. Oh, hi. hi, welcome. Hello, we're recording a live recording of my podcast right now, so we're just hanging out so thanks for saying hi feel free to just hang out and like you know listen and watch with us really appreciate it yes do you want to get into eternals yeah would you want to talk about really quick i really feel like we okay really quick i just want to say agatha harkness that's all i need to say that's all i need to say now we can go on to eternals yeah okay so uh, wow where to begin first thing i want to say i like the movie and I know that people are like ragging on it and like bombing it on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like the first Rotten Marvel movie. I don't care. I don't like, I understand the criticisms. I understand the da, 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 blah, blah, blah. It's too ambitious. Listen, uh, Gemma Chan has entered the chat and so mm-hmm. did my love. Like yo, you, y'all got Gemma Chan, you got Angelina Jolie, you got mm-hmm. Brian Tyree Henry, mm-hmm. you have Richard Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else there is to say except thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I, like, I kind of, like, Heather just said he was bored from start to finish with Eternals. I have to say, like, it's definitely different from a lot of other Marvel movies where you know the characters, you kind of have an idea and understanding of who mm-hmm. they are, especially with, like, Iron Man and Captain America and Black Widow. They're, like, very well-known, like, superheroes in the MCU. And the Eternals aren't. So there was a, like, when the movie was even announced, there was going to be, there's a lot of like, speculation of how they're going to, like, make this film how it is. And Chloe Zhao is an amazing director. Like, she's awesome. She's great. But it's very clear that this film should have been a TV show instead. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. That's, sh- like, that's the biggest criticism I can give of it. Like, the problem is, I don't even like the term, like, too ambitious. I just think it's just, there was, there was too much story. There was too much character. Um, I think someone, some like, I think it was Captain Midnight set best because of how quickly everything had to move along. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the feeling that these were 7,000 year old people. Like these are supposed to be people who have been side by side with each other for about 6,500 years until like they all split mm-hmm. apart. They all separated. I don't feel that. They feel like just like 
like loosely connected co-workers. Like, no, like, like if in our lifetimes, if you're with someone for your entire life, that's the closest person to you. And like, they've been together for like millennia upon millennia. And that's how close they feel. It just, it feels distant. It doesn't feel like they are an ancient family. And that's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have to say that even with the runtime being as long as it was, there wasn't enough room for the story to breathe mm-hmm. or for us to really get to know a lot of these characters. You know, one of the, like, the big things that I was very excited for in terms of Eternals was seeing Phantos, who was going to be the first like openly gay uh, Marvel superhero, which was really great and mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But you see, like he is somebody who is very mm-hmm. interested in technology and yes. making technological advancements to help mm-hmm. humans and society. And as you're watching the movie, you see that Hiroshima happens and he realizes that like the te- technological advances he helped usher into humanity's hands ultimately caused their destruction because they were not using those technical advances to the betterment of society and he lost hope in humanity but then when you ne- you see him in the next scene he's married with a child yeah. so you're giving me emotional whiplash because i just watched brian tyree henry cry into selma hayek's titties and literally like start bawling and i'm like oh he's giving his performance okay and it wasn't even enough time he didn't cry long enough and the next thing I know, he's fixing his kid's bike. Exactly. And his like, very adorable husband is standing right there, like just comforting him. Like, what, what is this? See, and like, I love to see it. I think that this was, it was very like the, the um, you know, the gay part, the gay relationship, it was well handled. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was adorable. It was, ah. Uh, the problem is like that would have arguably been the most interesting part of the entire movie. If we can see how did someone who is, you know, like essentially lives forever. How can someone go from being so horribly angry at humanity that they never want to interact with them again to falling in love and starting a family? Mm-hmm. That's a story right there. That could have been a whole hour long episode on the TV show. And I would have thought that was the best episode because like- And the thing, oh, excuse me. The thing is, is that like when Marvel announced their TV shows, even people were like kind of hesitant towards it because they're not used to like Marvel having television shows. And there was speculation that Marvel was going to try and do their own TV shows when they pulled the Marvel Netflix shows off of Netflix and told them to stop making them because they wanted like their properties back and they're planning on doing that. So of course they stopped Netflix from making more Marvel shows. Mm -hmm. But for you to introduce a whole group of superheroes and an over two hour movie and have us like connect to them and relate to them it's not enough and it was a feat in itself and I feel like Chloe Zhao even with like the beautiful shots of scenery and a lot of the like beautiful scenes like really interesting things that happened in the movie that like I genuinely liked it just like all together it didn't hold up the way it was supposed to like I like the fact that I liked how the Eternals found out why they were really on earth it was getting very much like captain marvel parallels mm-hmm. how she thought she was a member of the kree and she was protecting the kree from like the bad guys and then she realized she's not kree at all she's human in fact and everything in her life is an entire lie and even exactly. that plot point in captain marvel is kind of like a little rushed through and a little it's handled a little strangely because you get a little confused when you're watching the film like it does come together in the end but it's like the, the way the way that like Marvel is 
storytelling in general like we need to go back to the drawing board and try to like you know what what is it what is this like what are we really doing here you know what mm-hmm. i mean like really just like try to figure out what's going on um and yeah that's like there was so many points throughout eternals where it's like the characters say that something happened but then like nothing nothing like nothing comes from it nothing actually happens like one example um when cersei is uh when she's talking to gilgamesh and she's saying how she's been trying to like use the orb like i can't even like talk to as uh Asmeth because you know like i've been trying i just can't but we've never seen a scene of her trying there was not a single clip from when she got the orb to when she says that sentence that we ever even see her like sitting down to try or like we see a uh, image of her like concentrating or her like i don't know doing like a symbol of praying or anything there's not a single clip and she's just like, I've been trying so many times. Where? The scene before that scene, she literally gets the orb, sees him in a second, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Babe, how are you trying? Also, the events in this movie happens in seven days. Like, it, the way that, like, this, it, it's so fast-paced and rushed. Everything about to be, like, it's just, they're, oof, baby. And, like, uh, so, again, this is just a bigger argument for a series. Because, so, like, I can think of so many plot points right off the top of my head that I would love to see. Like one, obviously we get a little bit of this, but the fact that um, Sprite doesn't age and that's um, mm-hmm. that's why uh, she constantly gets left behind by the other members of the group. Like that's a whole story right there. Um, we have the fact that, um, oh, I, I feel bad, I forgot her name, but the fast girl, the one who's been sitting in the, the ship for the last like couple of centuries, just waiting to go home. Like she finds out that there's no home and that's like, Mm-hmm. only reaction like sh- like everyone else was out there like living lives doing stuff like they had like quote-unquote a purpose on earth outside of their mission she's literally just been sitting in the ship reading Lucari. books yeah Lucari. she's literally just been sitting in the ship reading books waiting to go home and she finds out that there's no home you've literally been waiting 500 years and now it's not gonna happen that's like when we get ready to like go out and go somewhere and then our friends cancel like five minutes before we leave like that's enough to like hurt us we're like wow great She's literally been waiting 500 years, and that's the only reaction. Like, there's so much more that could have been played with it. It's just... Also, it's, why did she stay on the ship? Yeah. Like, that's what I want to know. It's why why did she stay on, on the ship? Like, I get that, like, she likes books. but She can read books anywhere. Like, she doesn't have to stay on the ship to read books. Right. Like, what's going on? Also, what the heck was it with her and Druid? Oh, well, I love that. No, they just threw that out. They, they just I threw that, that in that there. They're like, that was adorable. I want more of that, too. That was a cute relationship. How, how, no, because all the edits that I saw on like Twitter and like Tumblr and like 30 seconds, I'm like, no, y'all running with this too quickly. We, no, 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 no. Literally we have a love triangle in the first 30 minutes of this movie. And then y'all are jumping on a ship that just got introduced 30 seconds in when they haven't seen each other for like 500 years. No, that don't make no sense. What's going on? But see, here's the thing. I think that those two have more chemistry than Cersei and Icarus. Cersei and Icarus were supposed to be together for thousands of years. I see little to no chemistry between them. But the second that Akari and um, and Druid met each other, like not met each other, but saw each other again, instantly. I saw the chemistry before the chemistry even started playing on screen. It was there. I saw the chemistry back in the flashback scene where he's like scolding her for stealing and she's like, I won't tell on you if you don't tell on me. Like from there, I was like, are they gonna do something right. with this? And I was right, and then they did. And I appreciate them for it. 
it's so interesting to me how like Kit Harrington, Richard Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, all amazing actors, beautiful mm-hmm. people, very Absolutely. talented. Mm-hmm. You literally see them in a scene with each other holding hands, like hugging each other. I'm like, can we get a little more charisma? Can we get a little more spice, please? Exactly. Some extra. Can I get can I get a little salt and pepper on this makeout session? Like they literally had it like a they were like skin to skin contact and then staring at each other like they're analyzing each other. I'm like, this is not how you do this. This is not how you do I'm this. not feeling the What's love. I am also, not feeling the love. I uh do we I don't need know. to reshoot this? Because when he popped back up, like, do we need to get someone in here to like walk you guys through this? Like, what's going on? Why are you so stiff? Like Richard Madden had more chemistry with um Homie, who was in the Elton John movie. Then with Gemma Chan, who is do we like, need to do we need to sit down and watch the Notebook together? What is it that we need to do? Like, do we need to stare each other's eyes for five minutes and like hold hands? Like, do we need to like sit back to back and like reenact the first time we met each other and then face forward so we can get that magic back again? Because like, I I'm committed to this. What I'm committed to getting this scene this right. Part. Mm-hmm. Y'all put a sex scene in a Marvel movie and you couldn't get it right. Like, come on now. People have been waiting for this for so long. Also, Haley oh Atwell gosh. really wanted to fight the girl who played Sharon Carter for a that sex scene. And y'all can't even me. do it for her. That blindsided me. <laughs> that sex scene, I was not prepared for it. I was not prepared for it. I was like, right. also, yeah. when I went and saw it, like, so I went and saw it, it was like, oh, it was a packed theater. There was all that packed theater. Probably like a quarter of them were kids. And I mean like under the age of 10, kids. I was just like, whip yeah. those parents on the drive home. They never thought they'd have to worry yeah, about Yeah, Marvel movies Marvel are for movie. families. And families don't do sex scenes. Especially not in, mm, mm. yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Nope. Don't know. Also, I just want to say uh, Gilgamesh, the most unnecessary death. Why? Why do my man's like this? For what? Gilgamesh. For why? 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 What did he do to you? Nothing. All he did was want to love and protect Angelina Jolie, his sweet queen, who sometimes wants to stab him in the neck. Like, okay, but who doesn't? Why would you like does that? Are they really in love with you if they don't try to stab you yeah, in the neck like, every once in a while? Yeah, and also it is sick to me how homegirl was remembering everything, like the weight of her memories bearing down on her. And when Ajax said that, I was sitting here like, okay, so it's just her? Why doesn't anyone else feel that then? Because they have a lot of memories over a lot of years. If she's not built for their memories and what's going on. And then I'm just sitting there like, that was like the first crack in like what's going on here that like doesn't seem like what mm-hmm. y'all are talking about. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like they brought up the point that like her memories weren't erased properly. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And like, then she kills like the main deviant. Like he literally wraps her up and she yeah, just like snatched. slices and dices him. Yes, like literally slices him and dices that head. And then she regains her memories back. But we're not even gonna like touch on that. We no. can't touch on it because we have to stop the freaking eternal from You can't touch the on that because the there's three minutes left of the movie and we still have to beat the bad guy, have the emotional drawback, re-allow Sprite back into mm-hmm. the group, change her human, reassemble everyone, get back to the house so um so that they can have their family get into a spaceship and leave. We have like nine plot points to get done. We have three minutes of runtime left. So we're just gonna boom. Also, where did um Kumal's character go? Where did Kingo go? Yeah. Why wasn't Kingo there? He left. He he literally left. I can't okay, Why? for the record, for the record, I kind of respect that though. Like he was like, cause he 
I guess would say like honorable, I don't know what the right word to use here is. He was like, I agree with Icarus. I think we should continue our mission. However, that's what he said. He was like, I agree with Icarus. I think we should continue our mission and allow the Celestial to be born. However, I will not hurt you guys in order to like prove my point. So I know that if I side with Icarus, I will have to hurt you. So I'm going to leave. Neutrality is siding with the oppressor. What are you talking about? Are See, you stupid? Are you dumb? I like I understand what? not hundred percent, but like that's the, it's realistic. No. It's realistic. That's what people do every single day in America. Not just in America, across the world. So I'm glad that wasn't just like a plain black and white. I'm glad it wasn't the good guys and the bad guys just like that. I'm glad that like it's acknowledging like, hey, if you're not actively helping against the oppressor, against the evil, you are part of the problem. Like it just the, the, it didn't sit right with me that he left. I think that's the point. I think it's not supposed it's to sit right with right us. I think we're supposed to be mad at him. I think the audience is supposed to be like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Because in the real life, in the real world, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You don't get to sit this one out. Just because it doesn't directly affect you doesn't mean you get to sit this out. Absolutely not. That's a problem. You are part of the problem. I think that's why that makes um, people so angry. And right. it should. It should. I think that was um, Chloe Zhao's point. I do appreciate what Chloe Zhao was trying to bring to the film and like the themes within the film, like the themes of like life and creation and motherhood. Mm-hmm. And ex- like examining our roles in the film, you know, it's giving very much an attack on is, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Like Erisham made the sun, brought life into the universe. Mm-hmm. Celestials made the deviants to get rid of predators, and then the mm-hmm. deviants turned on the celestials. So they brought in the Eternals, and then you know, Druig, even though he was a cult leader, he was the only person speaking facts throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he straight up was like. These people are killing each other and hurting each other. And like, they're literally like the self-destruction of humanity itself is something I cannot watch. And of course he was wrong to take over people's minds and create the close off community that he did yeah. where people just follow him and they have no free will. And, you know, I understand being frustrated with people making stupid choices because like, we see it every single day. And I am frustrated every day. That doesn't mean you can just, mm-hmm, yeah. But that doesn't mean you can go and, you know, go all Jim Jones on us. Sir, that that just don't work. That just don't click like that. I'm sorry. True. I can't. I cannot agree with that. I can't agree with him saying that like we are soldiers that are run by our corrupt leaders mm-hmm. and that we don't really know like our true mission. And for him to be rightfully upset that he found out that his entire mission was a lie because they thought that they were supposed to bring peace to the earth, but really they were just supposed to protect the earth and keep humanity advancing enough. So that when the new Celestial is born, I think the Celestial that was supposed to be born in the movie is like the dreamy Celestial that it would bring on a new set of Eternals and mm-hmm. then build billions of new lives in sacrifice of the millions of lives that were going to die on Earth. Mm-hmm. And bro, when, when, that reveal in the movie, I'm not going to lie, even though it's kind of exposition heavy, I did love the visuals. I did oh, love what it was. It was beautiful. Gave. I love how great. it looked. And I was like, yeah. It was beautiful. It was great. And, you know, nothing breeds change like a challenge. And with the earthquake that happened, like, globally, mm-hmm. that definitely hinted at something going on. Yeah. But um, Eternals went to stay on Earth until they leave Olympia, right? Uh, Dreaming Celestial, Eternals have become complacent in, plan- in destroying planets, which happens a lot in Marvel movies. Like, the heroes of the story 
are always intervening in things they don't need to be intervening in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that's one what? thing. Like, um, so this is obviously speculation here, but there's theories that because of the next big bad, whoever that is, it will be like on celestial level, big bad. And so the fact that the Eternals stopped Tiamat from being born now puts the good guys, whatever, at an extreme disadvantage. You're going to have to repeat what you said because you, I don't know, something happened where the sound, what you said, like, stopped. Okay. And then it came back to thousands of years. So just repeat what you said for me real quick. Okay. So what I said is there's a lot of speculation that the next big bat, whoever it ends up being, is going to be a celestial level threat. Like, they're going to be that dangerous. And that what they're mm. assuming, what people are speculating, Galactus. is that yeah, is that since the Eternals stopped Tiamat from being born, the good guys, you know, the people who aren't trying to actively kill all of life in the universe, are now at a disadvantage because they have one less fighter on their side. Like Tiamat was supposed to be like, you know, another celestial, another warrior who would be strong and like be able to defend them against Galactus or whoever's next. But since he's now dead, the heroes are now severely at a disadvantage for when the next big bad comes. And I think that'd be really great if Marvel played that. Like, yeah, you saved the Earth, but now you kind of doomed the rest of the universe. Like, I really like when Marvel plays with that. Like, you can't always be right. Every decision you make is going to have negative consequences. Whether you- Yeah, it's giving, um, <clears throat> I think that's also, it also reminds me of a theory I saw when, Hulk did the snap, it released some kind of <clears throat> cosmic energy, and possibly that's going to be the explanation for the X gene being introduced and then the X-Men being introduced as well. Because, you know, the X-Men, it's thought that the, the, the gene is dormant and that at some point people are going to realize that they have these powers. And that's also going to be introducing like Miss Marvel and so on and so forth. And See- it's also the theory behind like how Wanda was able to create her like whole hex, the town, because of the um, the cosmic energy left behind from the snap that Tony did, that she was like honing in on that with her chaos magic and created her whole alternate reality. Because like, even though homegirl was trying to work through her grief, you literally imprison people in your memories, in your sadness, in your sorrow, in your grief as well. So even though you're healed, everyone else is pretty screwed because of you, you know? And, and I hope that they address that fully mm-hmm in the Doctor Strange movie. Because if y'all don't, if y'all don't hold Wanda accountable, y'all need to. And that's another thing, like that's part of the reason why I'm interested for Miss Marvel. Cause it, it the, the MCU can go probably one of two ways. Because like, if we're following like the comics, which like mm-hmm. I know MCU doesn't always do, Miss Marvel isn't a mutant, she's an inhuman, which are canonically two different things. So is the MCU going to call her an inhuman and go the Kree route? Or they're going to call her a mutant and use as an excuse to introduce the X-Men. Now, realistically, I think it would be better if they introduced her as an inhuman and then separately introduce the X-Men because it makes things a lot less messy in the future. Um, because also, like, the inhumans are directly related to the Kree. And we already have the Kree. Like, that's already been established. We have Captain Marvel 2 coming. So I think it would just make more sense for her to be part of the inhumans mm-hmm. and then find a better way to introduce the X-Men. Speaking of introducing yeah. people, have you watched... Venom, Let There Be Carnage yet? I haven't watched it yet. So 
<clears throat> if you're gonna spoil it for me, you can, but please minimal spoilers because I'm still gonna go watch it. Okay, well this isn't spoilers. this isn't plot point spoilers whatsoever, but it is future spoilers. Okay. Um, so it doesn't spoil anything that happens okay. in the actual movie, but at some point during the movie, Venom is officially introduced into the MCU. Venom is now definitively a part of the MCU. Ooh. Um, that's definitely going to be interesting in terms of like Spider Man. Yeah, very. Very. Who else I, does Venom interact with in the NCU? Um, I, I, I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be really interesting. Um, but I would love it if Venom, I don't know, at least made a cameo in Far From Home because mm. uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much I want to spoil because it's not plot points at all. But like, okay, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You're just gonna have to deal mm. with this because this is too interesting to not talk about. So Venom is introduced into the MCU okay. literally. He's sitting in a hotel room and then a flash happens. Everything changes and he's in a new hotel room. And then on the TV starts playing the, um, the news by, uh, why can't I remember him? The Daily Bugle. Like when he's first announcing that Tom Holland is, like, not Tom Holland. Uh, oh my gosh, the threads. Yeah. The and multiverse. Then, and then Venom. The multiverse. The, and then Venom goes up to the TV. He's like, that looks delicious. And he licks Peter Parker's face. Like it's Peter Parker, like Spider-Man suit mask off and venom licks the tv screen licking uh, um peter parker's face so venom knows exactly like the entire world does he's now in the mcu he knows exactly who peter parker is he knows exactly where peter parker is so if he doesn't show up somehow in far from home then what was the point of that scene then what was the point of this yeah there are don't play with me. In far from home it's gonna be messy Y'all got it's gonna be peter messy parker. Listen, little Peter Parker, Polly picked a pepper. Like, I love him. <laughs> I love Tom Holland down. Like, broad shoulders and everything. I love you, King. He's not going to be able to handle those, like, three villains. Like, he can't handle Jimmy Fox at the same competition. He can't handle those three villains. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it, but it's true. It's true, babes. Like, you're just going to have to, you need some help. So, I understand that. And I do really hope that um, Ree Williams is going to be in far from home as well mm -hmm. like they have to introduce her somehow like i will accept no one other than her re or you can bring in um gwyneth if you want to if y'all feeling frisky bringing gwyneth and her little you know her little vagina candles or whatever you want to yeah. that's fine but if y'all don't bring my girl Riri, we won't have a problem all i'm saying is yeah. that marvel is stacking themselves up people were afraid that they were going to lose steam after like mm -hmm. endgame and infinity wars no, baby. If anything, we're going for Marvel fatigue. There is almost too much now. They're not yeah. burning out. Like, they're, they're, throwing everything in, they're throwing everything in the pot. Everything's happening at once. You need to take a long rest so that you can, like, refill your spell slots and take these people out. Like, baby girl, you you doubted me? Take 80 damage, all right? I rolled a nat 20 in all of these rolls. Mm -hmm. What you finna tell me? Nothing. Nothing. Dead. Nothing. 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 I made a billion dollars off Black Panther. Saudi Arabia opened their movie theaters for me, all right? Who As are you? Should. Why are you asking these questions? Why are you asking these? Don't ask stupid questions. Don't ask stupid questions, all right? You got these indie girls out here. You have these established directors whining and complaining because people in spandex and leotards and capes are crashing your movies and taking away your money. Do you think I care, mm. all right? I got, I have a, I have a woman by Miss Marvel, Muslim Pakistani, she turns into a Lasta girl, Period. all right? As and you can't, you can't push your fifth freaking King Arthur medieval biopic 
historical fiction movie because why? Because all my homies came in and they're at the top of a volcano. They're literally fighting mutant lizard dogs. And you cannot push your movie with who in it? Who who's that guy's name? What's his name? Is his Matt? Matt what? Matt what? I don't know her. Mm-hmm. I know Richard Madden. I know Kit Harrington. I know Gemma Chan. I know those girls. I know Angelina Jolie. I know Summer Hayek. I mm-hmm. know them. We don't know nothing about these girls. There's other things you got. Scorsese, cry into your money and leave me alone. Absolutely. I'm not done yet. You can keep whining all you want. You're going to keep on complaining, bitch. I got phase four and phase five. What's up? Mm. What's up? What's good? What's really good? Gosh, y'all complaining about the movie theaters and now you're going to complain about streaming too because I'm down with it. These girls, they're mad and they're going to stay mad because I'm rich. That's just it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I also want to say I love that more people wanted to learn sign language um, after watching Eternals. I think that's really sweet and really great. And I think that does prove the point of a lot of people who are talking about how Hawkeye should have been deaf when he was first interested introduced into the MCU and Jeremy Renner and like Kevin Feige and some other people were like oh well like that's not gonna relate to screen people are gonna like that people are gonna relate to that you see how you were wrong yeah 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 how about you shut up I guess what guess what guess what nobody's related to Hawkeye I was like don't be shy anyone out there Tell me that Hawkeye is your favorite MCU character. One person. Can I get one person? This, these are the biggest movies in the world. Can I get Nobody one person to say that they're excited to see mm-hmm. Hawkeye? That Hawkeye was their favorite part of any Marvel movie? I need property. one person. Don't be shy. Tell I speak me up. Hawkeye's real name. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. I forgot Hawkeye's real name just for a second. So I thought can... it was Jeff. It's <laughs> so not. It's Clint. Clint. So you can take your Hawkeye what series. What kind of name is Clint? You can cry over it. And then you can get behind us. Mm-hmm. Please. And also, please get behind me. I don't want to see y'all no more. And I don't want to hear you. I'm tired of it. I'm walking away. True. I'm walking away from the BS. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Also, I very am, ex- I am, the one thing I am excited for with the Hawkeye series is Echo being introduced because mm-hmm. she is one of the very few like deaf characters within the Marvel Universe. So I am pretty excited to see her. Thank goodness. See, they knew that no one would watch Hawkeye unless it had important plot points and important beats that were necessary for future shows. They were literally like, they had to, the fact that like at the end of the Black Widow movie, there are like, uh, Miss Hydra comes in and Miss Florence says, all right, I'm gonna take him out. I'm gonna take him out for you. Like, they're like, will you watch the Hawkeye series now to see which episode? And they were like, and I was like, I was like, fine. Will you watch it now? Fine. I was like, fine. Only if I get to see him killed, though. That's still the only stipulation. If he doesn't die, Mama, we're gonna have we're gonna have problems. Also, like, and I don't need a Marvel fake out death either. I need confirmed neck snapped, blood gushing out, lying on cold pavement. Check on his body an hour and a half later. It's still there, dead. That's what I need. I want to see her toss him around. Like Hulk did with Loki in the first Avengers movie. Oh, boom, 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 boom. I need to see it. I need to see it happen. I need to hear the bones cracking. Yeah. And another thing, like, Jeremy Renner has really, like, is prospering off of the Marvel effect. But I feel like this is going to end pretty soon because he's not a good actor. Yeah. Like, he's in a TV show called Mayor of Kingston. And I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this isn't good. This is not. Because there were really good actors in that show. And then Jeremy Renner is just there reading his lines like just giving us nothing 
being stoic i don't know it's it's very bland it's very boring he's just not he has no charisma not very talented not very interesting not really giving us anything to like a pine and okay. most importantly not very nice to stare at i said it i yeah, said it i mean like here's the thing marvel heroes don't have to be attractive no no they don't but it but helps if, if they are it's that if you're going to give me literally nothing else no interesting delivery, no interesting character development, no strong acting choices, no, nothing else like that. At least have the decency to be pretty. Like, I don't like Chris Pratt, but at least he's kind of funny. Exactly. Like, at least he's like a funny actor. Like, he can carry himself. He's an all right actor. Like, mm -hmm. he is. Is he a good person? No. 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 He's not. He's not a good person. His brother's part of the alt right. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. that I don't really like, but I prefer their acting. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna like mislead you mm -hmm. or anything like that. Scarlett Johansson literally said that she wanted to play a tree. She's good at playing Black Widow. I've never seen her in literally anything else because I'm not really that interested in Homegirl like that. But you know, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Also, my stream just crashed. <laughs> my stream literally just crashed on me. That's a sad. In the middle of us talking, like it literally was like, girl, I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, bet RA is back. But we can just keep talking. Just ignore that my stream crashed. I'll just I'll just start it up again in like a couple of seconds. Okay. But, but one um, thing I do want to say about um Eternals before we move on, um, there were a lot of like biblical uh lines being drawn with the movie. <clears throat> that I at least noticed first and foremost obviously with the celestials and like the sun and that stuff and then there were um the earth forge the creation when uh Ajax aka Selma Hayek's character got the little orb in her chest mm -hmm. it was giving me very much Michelangelo yes you know the Michelangelo painting mm -hmm. and all of that and then let me check my notes um the growing celestial feeds of a cosmic radiation. Oh, that's different notes. That's something different. Um, also, with Adam and Eve obviously being played through Richard Madden and Gemma Chan, you know, like them being the birth of creation, basically. And then Cain and Abel being like the inner conflict with the two of them, how like Icarus kills Ajax, but he keeps it a secret and then he flies into the sun. And this is another thing. This is another thing, though. How are you going to set up your leaders who have lied to you, how, who have deceived you as the bad guys, and then just be like, oh, by the way, the guy that you're in love with, he's a bad guy, too. What? Double homicide. Boom, what? boom. Why? Why? What? There's too much going on. Like, when he didn't, like, I kind of thought at some point, like, maybe he's just stoic. Maybe this is just who he is. And then he starts going deep into, like, super villain territory with like him just being like very stoic and not showing any emotion i'm like okay so you're just awful mm -hmm. is this what you got you just you're you suck you suck that's what it is okay you're just a horrible human being okay no that makes more sense no that makes more sense thanks for that i needed mm -hmm. to know that yeah yeah all right and also i'm so tired of marvel movies not having a clear-cut villain you need a villain you need a villain for your movie you can't just have like an anti-hero who's like like it's the same thing with like deadpool 2 deadpool 2 did not have a villain did i like deadpool 2 yes did i watch it three times over yes i did because clearly i like ryan reynolds okay if a ryan reynolds is in a movie i'm gonna watch it okay i am that person you can judge me however you see fit but 
You need a villain in your movie. Someone needs to be the bad guy. And you can't just have one of the guys who is there in the film, who is your ex, suddenly be the bad guy out of nowhere. And then he can't kill you because he loves you. And then he flies into the sun. But the little girl who was ready to like, literally Ajax was like her mother figure, her mother figure. She loved Ajax. She loved her so much. And then she finds out that the guy she has a crush on killed her mother figure. And she's like, okay, I'll just go with him anyways. And then she stabs Cersei in the back. Cersei who took care of you, who protected you, who loved you, who was there for you. This guy, he's a scrub. He left, he disappeared. Where'd he go? We don't even know where he went. He was with Ajax this whole time. Apparently, he knew the whole time that we were all gonna die, apparently. And then we all find this out. And then he takes her to Alaska to kill her. And Ajax couldn't see that coming. Ajax couldn't see that he was bringing her to a cold, deserted land in the middle of nowhere. And she couldn't think she was about to die after she literally told him that their entire mission, that he was 110% behind, that she was rebelling against it, that she didn't want it to happen anymore. She really didn't think, maybe I should call up Fastos and see if he could give me like a little bracelet ring, a little sore some some to hide in my lipstick so that this man, when he tries to take me out, I could take him out first. We didn't think, we didn't, we didn't think this through. Y'all need to stop acting like these women who are warriors and superheroes are stupid. They're not stupid. It's irritating. I'm tired. I'm so fucking Yeah, rant over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I hate that I went on that whole rant. And no, it's, it's, a, it's a good rant. It's a good rant. And people will hear it. People will hear it. I do really hate it. I understand from like a story perspective, I, I will begrudgingly understand why they did it however i will not agree with why they did it. why why kill her why kill her? why not have her kill him oh makes it a lot easier to save the day if the if the new evil guy is already dead cut off chopped mm. fed to the deviants and the deviants could have been the bad guys yeah the deviants could have been the bad guys but when we find out that the deviants are a lot like the um the Eternals, we don't get to know a lot more about them. Nope. Like when the freaking Deviant literally takes on the cadence and the tone and to the point where like he can talk to Angelina Jolie's character to the point where she can trust him enough. Like that's a superpower that we would be that would be really cool to like explore and learn more about, but we can't do that in the time that we have. Cause it's a, t- it's a two hour movie. It's two hours and some change. It's not like a six episode, 30 minute show. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Marvel, you need to stop doing you need to stop irritating me. I, I really yeah, Marvel, calm down. I can't keep defending you to these I can't keep defending you to these film bros if you keep making these horrible decisions. Exactly. It's really hard to defend you in the face of everyone when you keep making mistakes. And these are easily fixable. I, I mean not like easily fixable yelling. mistakes, but it's easily foreseeable mistakes. Like, oh my goodness, I have 10 mm-hmm. brand new characters to establish in an already packed universe. Maybe a two and a half hour movie is enough time to do that. That's not, that doesn't take very much critical thinking skills. That's not a very hard concept to like grasp. It is so strange to watch this movie in comparison to Dune, which is literally like a long book, a lot of story, a lot of exposition, a lot of lore, three books in total. And in the one film that we watched, we could understand the world to some point. It perfectly understands the world, explains what's going on. We are connected to the characters. We're invested in what's going on. We see, we can kind of understand and get like a little bit of like an understanding of like a bit of a foundation to where this world is going in comparison to what the heck is going on in Marvel. And honestly, I'm not even gonna blame Chloe Zhao so much for it 
because like we talked about last week with Patty Jenkins leaving the Star Wars film, I do think that there is a lot of like overseeing and there's a lot of nitpicking when it comes to like Marvel films and like what's introduced, what's kept in, what's taken out. And obviously there were some scenes taken out in the film for like runtime purposes, but you cannot tell me like you're going to have Cersei be the new leader of the Marvel of these Eternals. And I liked Ajax. I was very related to Sama Hayek's character because Sama Hayek is just an amazing actress mm -hmm. who exudes motherly energy Absolutely. when she wants to or like sexy energy when she wants to. And she's a great actress. And she killed it. Like she's a great actress. Angelina Jolie is a great actress. Gemma Chan isn't that new to it, but I feel like they didn't give her enough source material or they didn't give her like enough of uh, grounding to Earth for us to understand why she wants to keep Earth around besides the reason that she's dating Kit Harrington, who is aka um, Dane Whitman um, aka Black Knight is that his name? Yeah, yeah Black Knight Okay. Also, why why is she fumbling? Yeah. Like she's been around, she's been around humans her entire I, life for thousands of years she's literally a school teacher or some type of teacher in like her normal like job before um, like the, the deviants come back and yet, when she's like quickly interviewed on camera, she just starts like fumbling and stumbling and like doesn't know what to say about herself. As if her literal job isn't to talk in front of kids. Mm -hmm. Like something's not adding up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of things that could have been fixed within this movie. Um, I'm, a, I'm just going to say Gilgamesh, you did not deserve to go out like that. I love you, King. I truly do. Um, yeah, he was so good. Like he was so good. For real. And I really do I I think that there is like some hints at like the Eternals returning. Because like it was already said that the Eternals will return, but I feel like they're probably anticipating people liking the movie a little bit more before it was the first rotten Marvel movie. So that's definitely gonna hurt their return. Hopefully they try like workshop it into a TV show or they just have them return in some way in the multiverse or possibly with like the new Avengers or the young Avengers. Obviously when they have to, to battle like Kang, Doctor Doom, mm -hmm. Galactus, any of these new supervillains are like, entering into the MCU. I feel but we should like... definitely talk about what's going to come as a result. Yeah, I feel like result from this, we're going to see the people who are still Eternals, the six so, left. I feel like the six people who are left, those are going to be introduced again mm -hmm. in like a different movie. We're going to see them before in like someone else's movie before we're going to see them in their own movie again, for sure. Um, uh, uh, you're you're going to have to repeat what I said because you cut out on my end. Okay. Um. So the 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 six Eternals, the ones, the three who were in the ship and the three who were taken, they're going to appear again in someone else's movie before they're going to appear in their own. That's... I don't know exactly where because there's so many places they could pop up, but it's going to happen somewhere there. Um, I really, I'm not sure if they'll do this. Maybe it's just because Sprite is another kid and there isn't very many kids in the MCU. But I could see them shoehorning shoe Sprite into the Young Avengers um, since she clearly has an interest in them. Because she's the one who brings up now that like Steve Rogers and um, Tony Stark are gone, who's going to run the Avengers. So she's paying enough attention to them. To like the Avengers in general, that she at least cares about them. And now that she's, you know, like if she was introduced to the young Avengers who are all similarly around the same age that she is, especially if it's going to be Miss Marvel and like Huntress and Wiccan and Speed, like they're all in the same age demographic. They're all right about the same age. So she's human. She's human, but does she not have powers? That's never confirmed. We don't have a, we don't have official proof that she doesn't have powers. 
Since she just said that she'll now age. Since she just says that she'll now age and die. Since she never says she won't have powers. She has power. In order for her to have been... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just see Marvel... Since they very they didn't clearly state okay. that she would lose her powers, they Cersei just said that she would grow old and eventually die someday, and that she would be human. Since they didn't specifically say she wasn't going to have powers, I can see Marvel being like, "We never said that. We never said she didn't have her powers still." And then using that because that's very careful wording that they chose. That's true. And anytime a movie like that big or one that thinks things out this far in advance chooses very careful wording, you know that you can't trust that wording. You know that if it isn't exactly what they said, don't believe it. Anyways, I just it just sounds like something Marvel would do. We have very few named kids in the MCU. Marvel loves to spin things around in their favor. Marvel really loves to. It's like, it's honestly, I'd almost be surprised if the MCU didn't do it. Like if Marvel didn't do that, that seems more surprising at this point than if they did. I do want to talk about um, the post-credit scenes okay. in the movie, and I like we have to talk about Black Knight because when um, okay, obviously it was hinted at in the Eternals movie when Homegirl Angelina Jolie grabbed the sword, and then Makaro was like, "I've been needled." She's like, "No, Excalibur." Mm-hmm. But obviously, like earlier in the film, Gemma tells. Kit Harrington's character to go talk to your uh, uncle and reconnect with him because you guys have a falling out and he's not very like close with his family. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So then they see each other again. He's like, "Yeah, I reconnected with my family, and uh, our family history is a bit complicated. Mm-hmm. I have to talk to you about." And of course, she got yeeted by Aramis. Inconvenient timing. Stuff that she didn't like destroy the planet. Very inconvenient. Very inconvenient, mm-hmm. sir. I was having a private conversation. Exactly. You interrupted. Could okay. you wait five minutes? We go literally. I just needed five more minutes to find out that my boyfriend is the Black Knight and he's going to wield the Ebony Blade, which causes people to get aggressive and violent. And it's very complicated history. And if he touches that, he may resort to, um, you know, anti-hero status. You know, villain status. Mm-hmm. And then the voice, the disembodied voice, at the end of the end credits, is like, "Are you ready for that now?" A lot of people think that it is Blade, it is Mahershala, and that Blade is going to be training him in the new Blade film, which would Mm -hmm. be very cool and very interesting. It would make a lot of sense because, you know, Blade is very good at, like, wielding weapons and all that, Mm -hmm. and has been shown in the comics that Cersei and Black Knight travel together and fight together. But there was one video I watched where someone thinks it's Jeremy Irons, and it is The Watcher, and that The Watcher is going to be introduced into the MCU. And I think it would be super dope to see Jeremy Irons go from Watchmen on HBO to be the Watcher in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I really do want that to happen. The Watcher. Honestly, I, I like no matter what they end up doing. I know that he was, he was introduced in like What If, right? Mm-hmm. No matter what the, the voice ends up being, whoever it ends up being, I don't yeah. think I could be disappointed. I don't think Marvel could make a decision with that voice that would disappoint me. Like it's all good things lined up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... And definitely, because the thing is, like, we were supposed to meet the Watcher or the Watchers in a Loki, but we figured out that they were, and we realized, like, the TVA may not be all that it seems. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting and, like, strange to kind of, like, see how the multiverse works. And, like, there may be a multiverse where the Watchers were, like, real in the TVA and, like, possibly Loki and Sylvie died. 
or like what, like all these different fan theories, all these different threads that are going to be seen and going to be explored with like Ant-Man. They're going to be explored in Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange with Spider-Man. And I really do hope that Miles Morales does get introduced into the MCU very soon. Are you so and, happy? you know, that we see him in Ironheart, that, that would be so dope. And let me say something. Let me say this. Marvel, your casting directors need to stop playing games with me because I saw who you casted for Miss Marvel. Nothing against her. I'm sure she's a great actress, but it is, Miss Marvel is a Pakistani Muslim young girl. Mm-hmm. She is very much of the Sienna toned, very much of the brown skin. Okay. You're the girl you have casted. Nothing against her. She's giving me very much like there, you know, just like kind of that nice little mm, shade the nice little almond the tan mm-hmm. if you will you know that kind of shade so i'm looking for somebody not exactly mahogany maybe a little cocoa you know what i mean yeah. you know we don't need we don't need dark we need like deep if mm-hmm. you hear what i'm saying mm-hmm. the tone is very crucial marvel look at me miles morales is afro latina latino okay afro first don't mess this up now you did good with casting Ironheart I'll give you that she's adorable this girl's gonna be great for Ironheart I'm I'm positive she's gonna do wonder she's gonna kill it with X-Men coming up and the Fantastic Four and y'all bringing in the X-Men and the mutants look at me when I say this I don't care if you bring Hugh Jackman back I don't care put anybody anyone can be Wolverine anyone can be Wolverine anyone can be any one of them other girls Storm is dark-skinned Yes, absolutely. Alexandra's ship, that one has sailed. She sailed. She sunk her ship when she was running her mouth on Twitter about crayons. You don't call Yara. You don't call Zendaya. You don't call Amandla. You don't call Laura no more. She's not in the movies no more. Zazie is already playing Domino. She's good. Gemma is the only person who needs two Marvel roles. All right? You did it right when you were casting Rambo. You did it right. When you were casting um, Homegirl, what's her name? Captain Marvel's best friend. Um, uh, Maria. Maria. You did it right with her. No, wait. Don't Monica. Oh, I'm fumbling these hands in yours. Don't fumble this bag. Look, look at me, Marvel. You know my name. <laughs> Don't play with me. Don't do this. Don't play games with me. Mm. I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. It doesn't have to be Ryan Destiny. It could be. It doesn't have to be. It could be though. It doesn't have to be. It could be though. But you know what I'm saying. I feel like we understand each other. Black Panther, we did good. Black Panther 2, I'm, I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to see what happens. We're Especially all interested in what's, what's going to happen with Black Panther 2. There's so much There's so much about oh Black Panther 2 God. now. There's so much. I am so scared that's going to become a mess of a movie. I am <gasps> so scared. I am so scared. I have faith in Ryan Coogler and his vision. I am more worried about the press tour and what we finna talk about because... If you don't want to get the requirements done to be on set, then you aren't going to Jimmy Kimmel, you aren't going on Fallon, you aren't going to BBC Radio 1, you're not going into BuzzFeed, you're not doing none of that. You're not going to Variety, you're not doing none of that. So how about we stop fumbling this Marvel bag that we have mm-hmm. and unlock the common sense and get this money? How exactly. about we log off of Twitter? How about we log off of Facebook and WhatsApp and get it together. I you know what I mean, you don't have to watch every single thing your parents send you on WhatsApp. You don't have to watch every single thing your parents send you on WhatsApp. Some of those things just need to stay in the gallery on your phone and you delete it and you keep it pushing. Realistically, I know this is a completely different argument, 
But should celebrities really even have social media? Because they've been fumbling a lot of stuff up. You can keep your opinion to yourself. I don't need to know your opinion. I'm here to watch your movies. I don't need to know anything else. Or at least have their social media completely controlled by like their agent or a member of their team. Something like that. There needs to be like three filters between whatever the actor said or like want to post and what gets posted. Because someone's messing up here. Letitia, don't do this. I finally get a dark-skinned person in a movie and you fumble this bag this hard. How are you going to do this to me? But it hurts. It cuts deep. I, I can't even. I just want I just want Black Panther 2 to come out. I was so excited. I was so happy. I was ready for it. And I still am. Mm-hmm. But of course... Also, people have been saying that possibly uh, Killmonger will return as like a deviant of himself. Y'all better not. No. Don't no. do it. Don't do it. Killmonger can stay home. He can. He, he's dead. I love Michael B. Jordan down, but y'all need to let this man stay home. He's he's fine. He did his thing. He played his he's role. Fine. He did it amazing. Let him hmm, stop it. Just please don't do this. I don't know who the villain is for Black Panther 2. No. That's literally what I'm trying to look up right now because I forgot to look that up before we were recording. <laughs> who is the villain for Black Panther 2? Wait, who's the bad guy? Is Have is they officially announced one? I don't think it is. I don't think... Based- Hold on. I'm pretty sure almost nothing is really revealed about Black Panther 2. Well, we know who's casted in the movie. Ironheart is in the movie. And we know that mainly all the uh, rest of the cast are coming back. So I don't know. There's a rumor that Rihanna was supposed to be in the movie at some point. But that was obviously just a rumor. There's also a rumor that Rihanna is you know, going to release music this year. If she year. does return. if That's all I'm going to say. Rihanna, she, like, she was in Bates Motel, so, like, it's not far-fetched that she would be in a Marvel movie, but also, if this is just another one of her rumors that she wants to, like, tease and, like, play around with us, I'm not entertained anymore. I'm not laughing anymore, Rihanna. I don't find that funny anymore. I'm not chuckling. I'm not laughing. There's no smile. The air didn't come out my nose. No. Like, you need to understand the Navy, we finna get off this ship. You need to understand the ship, actions though. that we you take We're over it. hurt people. Have consequences. Mm-hmm. All right, we're tired. Riri, Riri, look at me. Please, please. Just, it's a yes or no. People are asking you yes or no questions and you just got to give yes or no answers. It's not hard. Please, you will play. Let me live. Honestly. And also, I don't want anybody making speculations on who's going to take the mantle of Black Panther. I don't, I don't even, no, no, please stop it. Let that man rest, please. <laughs> They said no one's taking up T'Challa's role, so let that be that. Mm-hmm. Let it be that. Also, who do you think could be the villain in Black Panther? I legitimately have no idea. There was, what was it? There were some rumors, Black Panther, hold on, hold on. Black Panther 2 villain. Please, don't, don't, don't try and play with me. Who is the villain? Neymar. Oh, I did look that up. It is Neymar. Neymar the Submariner. They're, u- they're using Neymar? I don't think I've heard a lot about Neymar. Like, oh, like Prince yes. of Atlantis, they did Neymar? They somebody who did look... Okay, it's giving Aquaman tease. Yeah, Neymar is... It's giving Aquaman tease. Yeah, he's okay. the Prince of Atlantis in the MC. I'm uh, not in the MCU, in the comics. Jason Momoa okay. about to pop out. Okay. That's interesting. I mean... He's included in the Secret Wars and he's involved with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they're bringing him in because he has already like those connections in the comics, which like, sure. But a lot of people think that Manifesto is going to be introduced into the MCU. And I don't know about that. 
might be why they're Neymar is a kind of weird villain to bring. Yeah, I, I agree. It seems very out of left Neymar, field. Neymar, because, like, let's think about, like, Black Panther villains. Because Neymar, that's giving me, like, Aquaman 2. Like, he should be fighting Black Manta, not Black Panther. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, sure. Like, let's look at Black Panther villains. Black Panther villains. Because they went with Killmonger, and I'm glad they're not bringing him back. But, like, there have to be other villains that they can, uh, I don't know, tattoo T'Chana? There's got to be, there's got to be literally, not literally anyone else, but someone else, please. Neymar, oh, he's like the number one person. With the history of Atlantis and Wakanda bound up in conflict, Neymar's extremely powerful with superhuman strength and stamina and agility, all heightened by the product of the underwater kingdom of Atlantis. Neymar can also fly. Oh, really? Doctor Doom is one of the greatest supervillains in the Marvel comics and a longtime nemesis of Black Panther. Okay. But this genius intellect, he is a driven inventor of machines of war like the Doombots. During Doom War, he left Black Panther in a coma, forcing Shuri to take up the mantle for a time. Oh. Okay. See, that that would have been something yeah. interesting. That would have been different. That I would have liked to see that. Dr. Doom. Also, it would have made sense to bring in Dr. Doom into Black Panther anyways and have Shuri take up the mantle because Dr. Doom is going to be introduced into the MCU regardless. Yeah, so... So, what's up? What's up? Like, why not? Okay, well, very interesting to see how Black Panther 2 is going to go now. I think that maybe I'll need to do a bit more research into what exactly this means for like, like, I don't know, maybe I'm being picky because I don't want like one-off villain. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Black Panther is a part of the MCU. We're not reintroducing these characters. This isn't new. This is a sequel. So can we have a villain that's going to be here? Can we just have one that's going, that's already like boom, boom, bang, bang, like, yeah. please? Like, Neymar, I understand why now, and I feel like if I do more research, I'll see it, but I don't need, like, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they had, like, their own one-off villains in the first movie and in the second movie. Mm -hmm. We not play on one-offs no more. Everything is connected. There is a multiverse, okay? Unless Dr. Doom's gonna pop up and give Neymar, like, a freaking, um... Bubblehead, like they did Sandy in, in um, oh SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why. I don't see why, though. I know that Ryan Coogler is a genius and his vision is immaculate. So I'm not doubting his vision. I'm just trying to understand it. You know what I mean? And it might be too early now because they're going to resume filming in January of 2022 mm -hmm. or however long it takes them to convince Leticia to get the freaking vaccine. So we'll see from there. Yeah. Yeah, I got Spider-Man: Far From Home coming up, so we have that. In We're good. We're the wings. We have that. We waiting on, us. and every and everybody anticipating Andrew Garfield somehow coming back into the MCU, which it's more likely that he, that he's not. That he's I'll not. say that it was like real. Told like it was real to me. <laughs> he's he's not coming back, and Tony McGuire doesn't know anything. Tony McGuire hasn't heard the name Spider-Man in years. He he doesn't care. Kirsten Dunst is living her best life. You don't need to leave those people alone. Like Jamie, let, let Jamie Foxx punch um, Tom Holland in the face or whatever it is he's gonna do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's simply it. That's all there is. But I am excited for the Ag Agatha Harkness um, series coming up. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope they do it well. Also, because like Agatha, like what? I say I hope they do it well because she's such a fun character. I'm I'm excited. I love that we have a villain that we can like 
root for and that's charismatic and one that we actually like and it's mm-hmm. like interesting and Catherine Hahn is an amazing actress she's Absolutely. been around for so long and she's super funny and also Agatha she um in the comics helped Wanda discover her chaos magic even though that helped happen differently in the show yeah but she is a villain of Fantastic Four which is going to be introduced into the MCU so it's going to be interesting to see that come into play yeah. it would be kind of fun and if that, that's, that's like cheese at the end of the series who's going to be taking up the mantle who's going to be mm, who's coming Sorry, next go ahead. Avengers. No, no, go ahead go ahead <laughs> um Young Avengers. Kang I can't wait to see Kang and Ant-Man. Galactus? Where would Galactus fit into the MCU? Galactus, Marvel. I feel like he's a very interesting character. And obviously, like, the cosmic entity that could possibly... That could have been taken down by the Dreaming Celestial, but that's not going to happen. So now we're going to see how he enters into it. And, like... Also, I think there was a theory that, like, Ego was meant to destroy Galactus. Like, he was supposed to take him down. But Ego is obviously dead. Mm -hmm. So what we finna do now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they have a lot of these big bads that they're introducing into the mcu now like kang dr doom galactus like this is this is gonna be crazy especially when they do avengers secret wars that's going to be interesting they need to set themselves up for the next like 10 years because it's like the realities have become so um just like expanded and different yeah you can pull a lot of con you can pull a lot of ideas out of that mm-hmm. a lot of good ideas out of it a lot of solid good ideas that require a lot of think through a lot of time you know what i mean marvel you see what i'm saying we're not having the repeat of end game with um the freaking directors going on every single talk show every single podcast trying to explain to people how time travel works as if we all don't watch doctor who as if we all didn't see back to the future all right we're good let's pick up a book all right let's do a little research you know what i mean let's re-watch the movies that we made and then get back to the source material you know what i'm saying yeah marvel do you understand what i'm saying you pick it up what i put it down i hope you are i really hope you are mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Also, Deadpool is coming back, which I'm excited for, because yeah. it's been a while since I've seen a Deadpool movie. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait for the third one. And hopefully Deadpool. they have a villain this time. Deadpool popping up. X-Men solo movie. Mephisto being basically like, he runs the Hell Realm in the Marvel Universe. So it's going to be interesting to see him in there. We love more biblical uh, parallels within Marvel movies. We'd love to see it, yes. Moon Knight, we talked about that, Armor Wars. I feel like that's... Almost everything I wanted to talk about. Is there anything you wanted to bring up? No, we kind of covered a lot of it. I think, so I'm not sure if they're going to bring in Mephisto. Because I really, I really, really, really feel like the fans have just said it so much that we assume that's going to happen. However, if they do, it's going to appear in Agatha Harkness's show. That's where he'll be introduced. Because the the people that Mephisto is most connected to mm-hmm. are... um are obviously Scarlet Witch, Agatha Harkness, Ghost Runner, who really isn't a part of this whatsoever. You could argue Blade, if I remember correctly, but Blade hasn't officially been introduced either. Um, well, like he's introduced, but like he isn't, there isn't a movie or anything about him yet. It's in the future, it's in the works. So I think it would make the most sense if Mephisto is going to be introduced to introduce it with Agatha Harkness, because it would just be part of her journey. Yeah. And I'm definitely, I can't wait to watch the Marvels. Obviously, that's going to come. I think it's coming after Miss Marvel's TV show, which I'm also excited for. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that and see what that entails for our girl. Can't wait to have that come into play. And also, um, 
there is going to be a Wakanda show. So I think that's going to be interesting to like explore that so we can learn more about the city of Wakanda and like how they stayed hidden and like the history behind it all and learn more about the people living there and maybe learn a little bit more about what is to come now that T'Challa is gone may he rest in peace mm-hmm. alright is there anything that you anything I don't think so is that it for you because yeah. if that's it I want to bring up the stuff okay so here are the things that I'm definitely going to pass on um Guardians of the Galaxy you can miss me with that I never liked them anyway I was never really a fan I don't like you know it's just like why it's I think I think Thor is gonna be people are hinting that Thor is gonna be leading the Guardians soon and they think that's gonna happen with like what happened at the end of Endgame and if that is the case sure but at the same time I don't really care about the Guardians that much I like Gamora I like Nebula I like Mantis. Them other two, them other four, I'm not really that sold on. Like, people are like, I am Groot is so cute. He's a tree. There's a dirty, dirty, dirty talking raccoon. He's stinky. Like, he's voiced by Bradley Cooper. Don't really care. Like, Dave Bautista. Ah, I don't know. Another wrestler that turned to an actor. And then Chris Pratt. Like, you want me to be, I don't, like, it's not, it's not even for, it doesn't serve me, like, I don't know. I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is very much like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like the PBS of Marvel movies. It's like the Disney Channel of Marvel movies, you know? Like, it's there, and it exists. But does it have to? It's very, it's like the most kid-friendly of the Marvel movies. And being kid-friendly isn't bad, it's just that the movie's bad, you know? There are some good parts in the, um, there are some good parts in the, what is it? Wow, my mind is empty. I had empty no thoughts. There are good parts in the Guardians of the Galaxy when it comes to like the fatherhood angle and finding your fo- your chosen family. I hate to tell you this, but you, I mean, you obviously know this. You are very much, you are very much on your own here. I have never met any other person who claims to be any sort of Marvel fan, casual, fanatic, whatever, who hasn't put either Guardians 1 or Guardians 2 in their top five favorite Marvel movies or does it have both of them in their top 10? Like out of 35 plus Marvel entities now, I haven't met a single person until you who hasn't put one of them in their top five or top 10 favorite Marvel movies. It just, I don't know. It might just be a little bit of nostalgia. It might be the fact that is very Disney Channel-esque. It might be the fact that it's a found family. I don't know, but I'm telling you, you are the only person I've ever met that hasn't put it in the top five. Or top 10. I don't know where, I don't know, like... I also feel like people also like Guardians of the Galaxy because it's like, oh, it's a fan family. And they, like, didn't split up because they are sad because Iron Man and Captain America aren't friends anymore. But y'all need to get over that. Also, I feel like it's also, like, the... You know, go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, no, 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 no. Because I, I was just going to continue going on about how almost every single person I know loves Guardians of the Galaxy. Not every single person. Okay, not, not every single person. But go ahead. What were you saying? All good? Are we on dial-up or something? What's going on? I'm back at home now. And I live in rural Minnesota. Um, I live in a town of like 800 people. Oh. Yeah. Because it's Thanksgiving. So kicked out of the city. Right. Of course. Right. 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 Okay. Got it. That's fine. <sighs> but um, one thing I, I can say that I'm going okay. to probably pass on, unless they do it good. Unless they do it good. They announced... X-Men 97. Now, I 
grew up absolutely loving the X-Men. I have consumed every X-Men property, comics, TV shows, movies, everything that has X-Men even half hinted, written on it a little bit, I have watched at least like five times. I am an X-Men fan through and through. But I don't want a rehash of the same stories. We've come a long way since the 90s in terms of superhero shows, comics, movies, whatever. And that style, that type of like X-Men story won't, isn't interesting anymore. So unless you make it new and engaging and more adult and a better story, because it's very much Saturday morning cartoons. It is very much Hanna-Barbera. Um, and we don't want that anymore. That's not where we are. So either make it, update it for the modern times, or we really don't want it. They're also doing uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year. Y'all oh. need to scrap that and bring me Miles Morales. I'm not, I don't bring Miles Morales. The funniest thing about that- You need that, to stop playing with the same white they, boy. They said- and Bring me Miles Morales. For Spider-Man uh, Freshman Year, they said Spider-Man as you have never seen him before. Spider-Man in a new story. Excuse me, people? The only time we have ever seen Spider-Man is in high school. We have never seen Spider-Man in any setting but high school. What do you mean, never before seen story? Oh, wait, wait. Oh. No, 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 You can't put Spider-Man in high school and tell us that we've never seen him like that there before. There are so many properties. I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something wrong. That's literally the only way we've ever seen him. That's literally the only way we've ever seen him. Mm-hmm. You're lying to me. You're lying to yourselves. Exactly. It's... It's tired. It's tired. I'm tired. Um, Marvel... Also, another thing I'm not as excited for as I... Yeah, no, no. What? I was just going to say Marvel Zombies. It's just like... Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That seems kind of like... Why? Yeah. It's like, oh, Marvel why, Zombies. Why, though? Out of all the stories you haven't explored yet, why zombies? Why zombies when we could do vampires? Because Blade is a daywalker. Oh, my gosh. Kevin, I don't know who's over there at your team, but we need to have a talk. Because baby girl, this ain't gonna work. Also, Secret Invasion. I don't really care about Secret Invasion. No. I'm gonna say this right now. I am still upset over the fact that we found out about Nick Fury's like origin story, like his background, how he really entered into like Shield and all that through Captain Marvel. Because you cannot shoehorn two origin stories together. Like, I understand that links them together and why they're besties and all that stuff. And I, yes, Brie Larson and, she, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson are adorable. And when they did interviews together, it was very sweet. And like, them singing shallow together was very adorable and very kind. I like that. Very wholesome duo. Mm. You know, I find it very cute. I, you know, I like it. But I, Nick Fury, Nick Fury and War Machine need to have their own origin stories. They're, of the only two black people you have had be part of the original cast of the Avengers, and they have not gotten the spotlight, they have not gotten the star treatment, they have not been given the same due that y'all gave the other characters, the same uh, the other heroes in your stories. And I'm not talking which other to Black Widow, I'm talking something better. I'm talking something different. I want a TV show, I want a series, I want it done by Misha Green, I want it done by somebody that knows something about comic and is black mm -hmm. please don't don't disappoint me don't disappoint me don't please secret invasion i don't really care like it's cute it's cute but i it doesn't really pique my interest it's not it's not it's not necessary 
and I am Groot. Y'all can leave that. Y'all can leave that behind. Along with the Guardians holiday special, y'all will milk that series. Y'all are going to keep James Gunn employed by any means necessary. Uh, and I really wish you wouldn't. I really wish you wouldn't. The way that the internet literally like fell on every single one of the swords they kept in their closets to save that man's career it's embarrassing to me. Y'all defending a man who made f- jokes about pedophile, pedophilia. Y'all ain't gonna catch me slipping like this. Someone to take your phones away. When was pedophilia ever funny? When was pedophilia ever funny? Mm. Never. These white men get a sop on the wrist. And Chloe Zhao probably is gonna get blacklisted from Hollywood because he turned the bomb so badly. After winning two Oscars. Yeah. Y'all doing all this press, all this talk, all this fluff for Chris Pratt because people do not like him. Because he goes to a church with questionable practices and he says some really sketchy things on social media and he's just giving off very much like farmer only vibes. But then you have women in the MCU and black people in the MCU. People thought Chadwick Boseman was on crack because of how thin he was. No, he had cancer and you gotta let people run their mouths about him. All right. People are talking down to Black Panther. You let him do you let them do that. People are talking badly about Captain Marvel, talk badly about the Eternals. And y'all let them run their mouths, do all this talking. But anybody, anybody, anybody even dares look at James Gunn the wrong way. And suddenly you got to stop the presses. Stop the presses. It's only facts over here. We defend each other. We're family. Mm-hmm. Y'all had Robert Downey Jr. put a Photoshop picture with Tom Holland out of the picture just so he could defend Chris Pratt because it's the only picture he has with Chris Pratt. That man don't even like that man either. He's mm-hmm. not even in the MCU anymore. He's at home making sourdough. Oh my gosh. You know how to cash Robert Downey Jr. a million dollars just to get just to get him to like defend Chris Pratt over a tweet, over a stupid tweet that said, which Chris is your favorite? You know what? You know which Chris should be your favorite? It's not even a Chris. It's Christ. It's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Accept him into your heart today as your oh, Lord and Savior. Yeah. Some of y'all need Jesus. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, that was my little rant for a little bit. But uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add, which you're not excited for, which you're not looking forward to in the MCU? I don't think so. We kind of bounced over, like, like we kind of touched on all of them. Just a lot of stuff just seems like, why did you choose this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, like, I'm excited to see Ironheart be in Black Panther. And I'm excited that she's going to be in Armor Wars. And I am very, very excited that she is getting her own show, what she deserves. And I know it's going to be great. And I'm very excited for just in general. America Chavez is coming into the MCU. Miss Marvel's coming into the MCU. All of this stuff is dope. And I'm ready for the young girls to get their due, to get their say. I'm ready for them to get the spotlight. I'm ready to see what they blossom into. You know, I am prepared. I am excited. I'm keeping that Disney Plus subscription on lock. All right, because when them shows drop, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Just call my name and I'll be there. Don't you know, baby? I'll be there. I'll be there. Just call my name and I'll be there. I'll be there. Sorry, I just had to drop that in. <laughs> Uh, anything else you'd like to add in? Oh, let me ask you this question. What superheroes, what Marvel superheroes would you want to see get like a show or a movie with Marvel? Okay, I will die on this hill. I'm just going to say it really quick. I'm going to say it really quick because I know it will never happen. But one of the first MCU 
characters I fell in love with. Um, Power Pack. I love Power Pack. I've read every single comic mm. multiple times. I watched the dumb pilot episode TV show they had in the 90s. Even though it's absolutely terrible, I've watched like five different times. Um, this they they introduced the um, Power Pack got new comics this year. They are part of the um shoot, what is it called? The 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 new laws where like underage superheroes have to have um have to have a a mentor, whatever it's called. I forget that. Um, but yeah, that arc, they got shoehorned into that arc. Um, so please, please, Marvel, give them a series. Give them a give them a series. I would love it so much. But I know it's not going to happen because they've been ruining about giving uh, Power Pack I a movie since like 2010. Power Pack. Hmm. Power Pack. Oh, okay. Nah, this is cool. This is pretty dope. This is giving me very much WandaVision vibes, but with less trauma, less chaos, and more like wholesome fun. Yeah. They're, yeah. They, they have no, some def- dark moments, yeah. but they're pretty wholesome. Um. Also, MCU is going the kids route anyways. These are canonically the youngest characters in the MCU. I mean, not MCU, in Marvel Comics. Um, so just give it to the kids. Give it mm-hmm. to the kids. Can you repeat that last thing you said? Because uh, you I cut said, out. I said give it to the kids. Let the kids have it. These are canonically the youngest superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Not the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In Marvel Comic Universe. These are the youngest superheroes. And right now, you're really giving it to the kids. So just throw in a couple, throw in four more kids. Also, if you throw in these kids, you have an excuse to introduce Franklin Richards. Because Franklin Richards, I'm pretty sure, was first introduced in the original Power Pack comics. In like the, when was it? I guess, was it the, it wasn't the 60s, was it? It was, I think it was like the 80s. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Franklin Richards, one of the first times he was introduced as the all-powerful being, was in Power Pack's comics. And everyone knows about Franklin Richards, but people will be forgetting about Power Pack. Mm. Oh, Franklin Richards. Oh yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely heard of this kid before. Interesting. I do want to see like with the X Men movie. I am interested in like learning more about the mutants and like how kind of like what's going on with them and how that kind of arises. You know, like the dormant gene and how does that get in people? Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Oh, that's for my job. Okay. Thank you, mommy. Okay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, my mom just walked in. She just, I got a package from my job that I need to send over later. Um, and she's about to leave. So yeah. Sorry that it like she <laughs> she usually doesn't interrupt me, but like it's okay, it's fine. Uh power pack. Okay. I do want to say uh I actually was like trying to look up who I would want to get their own show, but everybody I would want to get their own show is already slotted to get one. Okay, no need to flag. I don't know. Maybe you can say I'm winning. Maybe you can say I'm winning. (laughs) She-Hope got one. Okoye is getting Mm -hmm, one. mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. Jane Foster's coming back. Valkyrie and Jane Foster is going to be Love and Thunder. I already know it for sure because they showed it in Eternals. So Marvel's like, we don't care about China no more. All right, we can get funky. And I was mm-hmm. like, bet. Okay, like the girls are getting their due. You know, like they're not holding back. Monica Rambo, you see her. Ironheart, you see her. 
like she hooks, she's there, she's ready, she's prepped. America Chavez, Miss Marvel, all my girls are here. Mm. Um, only person that y'all are forgetting, but I know you're gonna bring her off is my girl Storm. So Ryan, let me know if you need a writer, if you need a consulting producer, if you need um an extra, you need comic relief, you need that one Marvel character who's like that one person in Marvel who's standing in the corner, like by the bodega, and it's like, what the frick? When a car flips over, like somebody just like screaming, run away. Let me know. Mm. Y'all film in Atlanta and I'm already here. So just send me the day and the time and I'll send you my cash up. Okay. I'm not a union worker. I'll, 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 you can run me into the ground. I don't mind. I, I don't mind, even though I know you respect union workers because you are what a kind man. Mm-hmm. You are a man of what? Common mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ryan, hit my line. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The only person I would want to like really have their own uh, movie for is Storm. I do want her to have a movie. Like, no TV show. Movie. Box office. I want premiere. I want runway. I want red carpet. I want everything. I want the treatment. All right? We ain't finna play. All right? You're not putting her on Disney+. Plus. I want her in theaters for months and then we do a streaming. We're not doing theaters and streaming. We're doing theaters for three months and then we're putting it on streaming and it's streaming for $39.99. All right, she's giving 10% on them streaming dollars. Okay, I said what I said. Yeah, y'all gonna give my girl thunder, lightning. It's not just rain. Y'all seem to underestimate my girl storm. It's tsunamis, it's earthquakes it's tornadoes it's tundras it's snowstorms it's icicles it's thunder and it's lightning all right <coughs> she got a hammer now okay what yeah you thought thor was the only one running around with this hammer no my girl storm she running laps around him mm-hmm. yeah he thought he was big and bold because he got a haircut and he got a little bit of confidence so i'm gonna kick him in his chest all right what's up what's up you can't mess with my girl okay she's from wakanda baby <laughs> All right, only the strongest survive. Yeah, Storm, I know Storm is happening. I know it's, it's destined to happen. I know the the solo movie, I I see it on my mind's eye. They knew <laughs> when they announced X-Men, they knew, they knew, they knew. Mm-hmm. And then they know what the time is. They know the assignment. They know the assignment. So Marvel, just letting you know, if you film in that Storm movie and I see somebody who looks a little bit too much like uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, I'm a Tracy Ellis run up on that house. All right, bet. Tracy Ellis run up on that set. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. I'm honestly genuinely excited for what's happening with Marvel. I'm sad that I'm going to have to wait very long, but I'm a very patient person. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind waiting. It's only like two years. Two years is not a long time, to be perfectly honest. No, no, no. A lot can change in two years. A lot can change. There could be another variant of COVID, God forbid. Knock on wood. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's basically it. Is there anything else that you're not excited to see in theaters or anything you're excited to see outside of Marvel since we had exited the we Marvel has exited the chat? Marvel has hit the deuce. Marvel went home early, you know, and DC is their ride home <laughs> along with Fox in the backseat. Outside of Marvel, I really haven't been paying attention to much. Like, there's not really anything coming out within, like, before 2022 that's, like, really worth paying attention to. Like, it's just going to be a bunch of dumb Christmas movies. Vanessa Hudgens has to get her bag somehow, you know? Yeah. Did you watch, uh, did you hear about King Richard, or did you at least watch King Richard? I haven't watched it yet, but I did see the trailers for it. I know that it's out, so I do need to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Also, Euphoria is coming back. Genuine question. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to watch Euphoria for the podcast? Because I've never seen it. I've never seen Euphoria either. Okay. I don't care. I don't care enough to watch it for the podcast. Neither, neither as much I. as I love Zendaya, I love you, girl. House the boost down. I do love you, but I'm not going to watch you snort cocaine or whatever it is you'll do on that show. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, but the children tell me it's spicy. And, you know, your girl likes a, a habanero once in a while. She likes little, you know, going from the mild to the medium to the hot every now and again. However, I think that I'm a pass on this. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm a pass on that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a pass on that. Thank you, though, babes. Thank you, though. I really appreciate that. There is one thing I did want to talk about really quickly. I just have to make, what's that guy? Matt Damon. Okay. I, there's one thing I want to talk about real quickly. I just want to make sure I get the director's name right and his movie right mm-hmm. before I have read him down. Because one thing I am sick and tired of is established directors complaining about technology being the reason why your movie fails or being the reason why you don't do well. Like, success in the box office can be tied to many different things and especially when we're in the middle of a pandemic you want to you know you wanting to have movies you wanting to have movies like in office like you want to have movies where people like watch them there like that's fine that's fine but you have to understand the risk and understand everything in it you can't just go okay I have the movie's name. I just need a director because once I get the director, it's over for you. Once I get the director, it's over for you, sir. You might as well log off. You might as well hang it up. Also, did you watch House of Gucci? I haven't watched it yet, but I need to. I need to. I need to. That movie with Lady... Okay. So you're going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it before that I was excited to see it. I just been traveling around a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because... I love Lady Gaga and I also love that she is really fully embracing being like an actor. I love that for her. I think that's great. I think that's really smart. And you know, I hope that like she really does like continue to book these roles. Because mm-hmm. she is a pretty good actress and she's a great singer as well. And I'm I love it when like people who are like kind of like initially disrespected by like popular media and like Hollywood and just like the general public really rise up and we're like, I'm a, a serious person. And y'all try to play yourselves by doubting me. But here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Witness me. Here I am. In all my glory. Ha ha. You hope you girls could never. You girls could never. All right. The article is unloading, but I'm just going to get right into it. So there is a movie out now called The Last Duel. It stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Judy Comer. I don't know what this movie is about. I don't care. It is directed by Ridley Scott. I don't know what Ridley Scott has ever done ever in his life ever glenn you could look that up for me i'm just gonna get into it so the movie bombed the movie didn't do that well i'm looking at the box office i'm seeing 27.5 million that seems like a lot to me but maybe it costs more to make the movie that being said ridley scott said in an interview recently that he is blaming the bombing of his film on millennials with cell phones because apparently if people have their cell phones on in the movies they're not going to watch it or people too obsessed with their phones they're not going to watch the movie let me tell you something maybe it's because your movie is the 10th film that people have seen where two white men are fighting over things for archaic reasons you got all these white people in gray dreary rain set in like the 1700s 
over some old story told for long ago in the Canterbury Tales. No one cares. It's not interesting. It's not cute. We People are no longer watching movies because they're trying to be film majors. This is not film class. I'm not required to see this movie. I don't want to watch it. Your movie looks boring. Sorry. The people who did see the movie wanted to see it, obviously, because of Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, whatever. People who want to see it, Oscar contenders, people have movie podcasts who actually care about boring movies. But me, I'm not that person. So I'm not going to see that movie. I'm not going to watch the movie. And you complaining and blaming it on millennials and their cell phones, it's tired and it's stupid. Just admit that people didn't want to see your movie and didn't want to watch it. You're trying to blame it on millennials with cell phones? Why don't you blame it on seniors with uh, crochet and knitting needles? Why don't you blame it on children who have building blocks? Why don't you blame it on 30-year-old women who drink wine and sit at home and watch reality TV. Why is it young people? Why do young people have to watch your boring movies if you don't make movies that young people want to watch? We want to see things that are funny. We want to laugh. We've all been through hell and back in the past two years. You really think I'm going to sit in that movie theater for two hours and watch Matt Damon with an ugly scar on his face trying to talk to Adam Driver in ye old English like they're reading for the King James Bible? You have Jodie Comer in this movie. I bet she has less than 10 lines. The same way with Margot Robbie and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The same way with all these men who cast these beautiful, talented, amazing women in your films. Don't give them screen time. Don't give them a role. Don't give them enough lines. Don't give them any backstory. Don't give them any character development. They're just there. They're just pretty and they're there. Jodie Comer is not enough for me to watch your movie. I'm sorry. You got Jodie Comer, but you don't have Sandra Oh. What am I doing here? Why would I show up? Why would I attend? Why would I even bother? You want me to spend $50 at AMC to watch your boring movie? Is it even well lit? Do people smash? Do people die? Or do people just sit around and talk and ride on their horses for an hour and a half and you get one last duel and it's just boring? It's uneventful, uninteresting, no spice, no drama, no nothing. And you may be thinking, oh, your brain is destroyed by reality TV, da 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 da. You're probably someone who watches Bob Burgers. I do watch Bob Burgers because I have what? Taste. Really, Scott? What else have you directed that I have seen that I liked? So I really want to know. The stuff that, the really stuff that he's the most well known for is The Martian. He was a producer for The Martian. He um, was directing, I think, or producing both of the Blade Runners, the original 1981 and the more recent one, the 2017 one. And then he's a producer for The Good Wife, like, you know, um, from like 2009 to like 2016. He's done a ton, but those are the ones that like, are most notable, I would say, at least that I like, you know, immediately knew of. All right. So I'm looking at every single film he's ever made. And I'm, I can tell from this list alone that out of the 48 films you've made, only like five of them have a, a good Rotten Tomato score. And I'm not saying that Rotten Tomato is indicative of how good films are because Rotten Tomatoes, that film will be the death of us in media literacy. But I do have to say there is a very common theme in a lot of his films, looking very white, looking very boring, looking like a downtrodden man who seeks revenge on a woman, blah, 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 all that stuff. It's very contrived. You're going to the same formula that you have done for years and you can't understand why it's not working anymore. Maybe that's because the target audience for people who watch movies and films are interested in different things now. We want something new, we want something different, we want something innovative. Okay, well, something fresh. You're pumping out the same thing you used to make in the 70s. It's not the 70s anymore, baby. It's 2021. But it'll be 2022, okay? You're 83 years old. You don't know what the kids want. You know what the kids are down with. So you want to blame millennials on their phones? 
are you my grandfather? You're going to blame Facebook next? You're going to blame Instagram? You're going to blame TikTok for shortening our attention spans? Let me tell you something. People can watch movies just fine. These kids, they'll pick up a new show, watch five seasons of a show with 20 episodes in it, finish that in a week. Attention spans are not the problem. The problem is your story sucks. It's boring. You need something different or maybe you need to stop making movies altogether because you old white men have been writing Hollywood for so long, making the same movies, the same boring stuff, cussing the same white people in the same movies, expecting to get the same awards every single year, every single time. And what you have failed to understand is that Hollywood is moving forward into a more colorful, more diverse, more interesting and more ambitious ideas for movies. So maybe it's time for you to hang it up and go home. You want to go play by millennials on their phones? Close your mouth, all right? Because there are a lot of millennials on those phones. The millennials on those phones could take the money that you took to make that movie. It can make three other ones better than it. Three other, all right? That's all I got to say. Stop whining and complaining and blaming other people for your problems. But we have got nothing to do with it. You're bringing millennials on our phones into this. Don't talk to me, okay? My phone died an hour ago. It's on the charge. I'm on my laptop now, all right? Not watching your movie. All right, leave me alone. I'm watching Danny Gonzalez, please. I'm watching Drew Gooden, all right? I'm watching Cody Ko. I don't know what you're talking about, my guy, all right? I'm literally, Doja Cat just started streaming on Twitch. You think I care about you? No, I'm watching her play Little Nightmares. Back of the line, thank you very much, I'm done. Oh, he had a hundred million budget for this movie? Wow, ooh, wow. Disney did a fantastic promotion job. No, they didn't. I didn't even know this movie was going to be out. I this movie existed. Where did they promote this movie on Facebook? Never heard of it. I didn't hear about. I didn't even hear about a lady, Lady Gaga, being in a movie until that weird video on TikTok, where it's like, I don't promote murder, but I do promote women empowerment. That did promote more promotion for the movie than Disney ever did. Yep, TikTok is good. You're blaming millennials for your film, but Gen Z. And Gen X don't even know it exists. <sighs> also, shout out to Adele for hating TikTok. Not hating TikTok, but she said in an interview recently that like she was told by her execs that she has to make certain songs to go viral on TikTok. And she was like, that's not going to help. Like my music is not for the kids of TikTok. It's for their parents. It's for the 30-year-olds who want to drink wine after a long day of work. Like the young people, they know me. I don't have to relate to them. They know who I am. I don't have to make my, my music related for TikTok. I'm not going to make music that's going to go viral. How's it going to help music grow and build? You know, like these young kids think that rolling in a deep is, what you know about rolling down in a deep? Like she made points. She made points and she was right in every single instance. So Glenn, do you have anything you would like to add? <laughs> No, I think we covered it all. We really, we really hit every single point. We hit every single thing. Uh, and we really let Marvel have it. Yeah, yeah. I think that in the next year or two, we're going to be seeing a lot of interesting stuff coming out of Marvel. A lot of interesting things coming out of the movie theaters. I'm excited to go back to um, the theaters. I'm very excited. It's been a while since I've been in the movie theater. And I can't wait to see what is you know, waiting for us there. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what the girls have cooked up because mm -hmm. it's been a while. Also, like, if you're going to come out with a movie after we just went through an entire pandemic, babe, don't hold back. Don't hold back. We go off and go hard. I yeah. cannot wait for the Doctor Strange movie because I actually haven't seen Doctor Strange before. So I can't wait to see what comes out of that. So obviously I'm going to have to watch Doctor Strange and then get into the multiverse. I mean, get into it. I'm also looking, oh, they're doing roundtables again. The Hollywood Report's doing roundtables again. Oh, babe, I can't wait. Oh, and they got some good people in here. They got Jessica Chastain, 
Kirsten Dunst, Jennifer Hudson, Amelia Jones. Who's Amelia Jones? Kristen Stewart, Tessa Thompson. Who's Amelia? Amelia Jones. Girl, what are you in? Amelia Jones. I said Amelia. I said Clark. They said Jones. Who's that? Lock and Key. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's a Netflix show. I haven't mean to watch that. Okay. Good for you, babes. Good for you. Get that Emmy. You deserve. Yes. All right. There's nothing else interesting that's coming out that I really care about. I still have to watch Venom 2 and I have watched it. My voice is gone because I just spent the whole time yelling at a white man. <laughs> another thing, movie execs, you need to... A... <laughs> and another thing, movie execs, you need to stop giving money to these old white men that don't know what they're doing. Please. There are so many young filmmakers that do not have parents already in the industry that have great ideas. Stop making these horrible animated films that make something different. Matthew Cherry is literally on Twitter every single day. Somebody hop in this man's DMs, please. All right. I know so many, I follow so many amazing um, filmmakers on Twitter that y'all need to get in touch with, okay? I think that's it for me. I think I'm good. We're good? Yeah. Awesome. Guys, (laughs) this is going to be such an interesting episode to listen back to. I am sending you all the good vibes I can when you have to edit this because I know it's going to be a struggle, but I have confidence. Okay. I am confident that you'll be able to, you know, handle it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of it. I've been meaning to watch that. Uh, Shout out to all our listeners. If, If you have got it this far, please feel free to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and on Instagram. If you have any suggestions on what movies or what concepts we should talk about in our next podcast, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. Um, I'm trying to reawaken our Facebook page. So like us on Facebook as well. If you want to get some more info, um, you can send, I think just like drop in the comments what you like and like us on Facebook, you know, share with your friends, let us know what you think. And uh, I'm going to do my best to start streaming the podcast episodes. So, you know, follow me on Twitch. The links are in the description. The same with Glenn's links. His are in the description as they are in every podcast episode. And feel free to support us on anchor.fm. You can support us for 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. We'd really appreciate any of your support. All of your support means the world to us. And with that, we're going to sign off. Have a wonderful day. Love you 3000. Bye. Bye. Bye.